Hey, I'm Sean Malone. I'm the creator of the Ascension Selling Method. And if you want to learn to design your best life and have the courage to live it, you should be listening to the More Than Corporate Podcast with my good friend, Amber Furman. Welcome to the More Than Corporate Podcast. I'm Amber Furman, recovering perfectionist and serial accomplisher. If you're anything like I used to be, you've been living your life thinking that if you accomplish enough stuff, you'll finally find the success you've always wanted. But what if it's not about accomplishing more stuff? What if it's about accomplishing the right stuff? I believe you don't find success. You create it by intentionally designing the life you want and having the courage to get out of your comfort zone to live your design. I went from doing what I was supposed to do to doing what I love to do, and now I get to help others do the same. Keep listening as I chat with inspiring people who make it their mission to live their best life every day and learn how you too can live the life you've always wanted. Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with Sean Malone. We've connected a couple of times and every single time I realized that this guy's cooler than I thought he was the time before. So not to, you know, talk you up, Sean, but I'm super excited for people to get to know you. And ironically, of um, all the people that I know that have been interviewed on my friend Stacy's podcast, I've gotten more people that have reached out to me and been like, hey, you're friends with this Sean guy. So clearly people like you and you have this crazy energy. So, um, um, to all of you guys listening, you're going to love Sean. Um, really quickly, Sean is a serial entrepreneur. He's owned five different businesses, and his strengths come from nearly two decades of studying communication, business, and professional sales, as well as tireless hard work. So all of you that are out there looking for that easy button, um, I hate to tell you, it doesn't doesn't always exist. Um, after years of testing, tweaking, and successfully growing a few businesses on his own, his biggest business success was taking his electronics company from $250,000 to just over $8 million in revenue. Sean has helped guide four additional organizations into the eight figures. All the battlefield tested methods that he used are part of the core of the sales ascenders selling system and their proprietary ascension selling method. And if you guys are not in the sales ascenders, we're going to talk about that and you need to be. So we'll put that link in the um, show notes. With his unique get it done mentality and a massively supportive team, he stays relentless, focused on solving the revenue problem for business owners so they can experience the growth and success they deserve. And of course, always revenue, always relevant relevant. I love it, Sean. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Amber, I'm such a big fan of yours. And I'm so grateful to have the chance just to chat with you every day. Hanging out with you is amazing. So thank you for, for the opportunity. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. And um, I'm excited for when Vegas opens up and we can have that drink and we can like people because it's going to be go. a good time. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. do it. Um, Perfect. Well, before we jump into all the amazing things that you've done and all the amazing things you have to offer, let's talk about who you are. So you're local here to Las Vegas. Have you always lived in Las Vegas or where are you from? Yeah, no. So I was actually born uh, originally in South Africa and I, uh, my parents moved here when I was really young, about two and moved to Colorado. I grew up in Colorado and um, I really thought I was going to play professional baseball. I had my Kind of my heart and my dreams and my, my eyeballs set on that and I ran down that process I ended up 
kind of getting, uh, I got drafted out of high school uh, to the Padres, but I didn't go. I ended up going to a four-year school in, in Colorado and uh, played baseball there. And then um, I just realized how much of love I had for business and uh, in college. And uh, then, yeah, I just uh, ended up moving to Las Vegas. I had an opportunity to buy a company out here. And so I could get really deep into my story if we want to go there, but it's up to you how you want to start. So oh, we'll get, we'll get there for sure. So one of the things that I always like to ask, and you kind of hit on it a little bit already, but I feel like there's this misconception that goes around in the entrepreneurial community that like you have to have known what you wanted to be your entire life right like if it wasn't destined from the time you were a kid then you're just not going to be any good at it and so I love hearing stories like yours um you are amazing at sales you're amazing at business and I don't know that there's any kids out there that you're like what do you want to be when you grow up and they're like well you know I want to be an entrepreneur and own like seven businesses right so how did you find the sales path such a funny uh story yeah so growing up I always wanted like I said I wanted to play baseball and um, I played a lot of golf too and so athletics was always a big part of my life I was influenced by my parents my my dad played rugby for South Africa and my mom was like a golf swimming diving field hockey extreme athlete so uh, that was inbred into me and I actually started as an introvert and it wasn't until I got into the athletics uh, place where um, I started to, to excel a little bit because I had good coaching and I had, you know, my like coach, I can never speak as coaching is so important, right? Like in, in all aspects of life. And so even from a little kid, my parents are coaching me in sports and I'm learning sports and, and they say, man, when you get really good, like you get recognition. I never understood what that meant until I got pretty okay at sports. And all of a sudden people started recognizing me and then people were nominating to be the captain of the team. And all of a sudden I couldn't be an introvert. I had to learn to be an extrovert. And that's when I was like, "Uh Oh, how do you do this? And uh, so after many trials and errors and falling on my face, I was like, okay, I'm kind of now like looked up to on the team and that's great. I went into college thinking, well, actually I wanted to play pro baseball because I was just in love with athletics and sports. And, and when I got to college, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, let's go be this thing. And then there's always this thing in my head of what happens if I break my arm? What happens if something just bad happens in my baseball career? There's always that what if that I think a lot of people struggle with. And so I kept thinking to myself, man, if I just could get like a four-year degree, then I could go pursue the baseball thing and we could see if that would be right. So um, I went through that process and I played a pretty high level baseball and I got to the end and I was like, I just am enjoying my business classes. I, I majored in B, uh, business, bachelor of science in, in business administration, emphasis in marketing. Um, I, I'm pretty creative. So I figured marketing would be fun. And uh, that was just kind of the path I went on. And then when I came out of college, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew one thing. I had one question. That question was very simple. My question was, how do I make a boatload of cash? That's what I wanted to do. And so I was, I was heavily driven by like that thought. And so like most are, they're like, what do you do? How do you start that process? And I thought to myself, well, I would call the person that I thought, you know, knows enough, which was my dad. He was running a $3 million import export cookware business. So I called him and I said, dad, how do I make a boatload of cash? <laughs> And, and yeah, my story just kind of continues from there. And so I didn't know I was going to um, actually, so how did I get into sales is interesting because that conversation changed my life. I'm speaking with my dad and I say, how do I make a boatload of cash? And he says to me, he goes, well, you got three choices. And thank goodness my dad always talked in like simpleton layman terms because that's the language that I communicate in. 
he says, Sean, are you a CEO? Stop for a minute. And I was like, I don't really know what those letters mean, dad. So I'm <laughs> not that. And so he goes, okay, are you an entertainer? And I was like, hmm, can't dance or sing or rap. And no, not that either. And he said, guess what? You better go learn sales. Okay, now I have direction. So let's go see if I like sales. And so I dove in, I took a sales job and I sucked. I was horrible. Here's what I mean. For six weeks, every single day, I picked up a phone book and I made 80 cold calls to people I'd never known. I was selling business to business stuff at the time, commodities. And, uh, and most people are like, what are commodities? Well, like aluminum extrusions and sheet metal and like stuff that goes to medical companies, like the, you know, the cow carts where you rub them together and you zap someone in the heart. Well, those little panels have like these wire cables attached to circuit boards. And so all that stuff, all that metal, all that electronics, like that's what I used to sell. That's what the commodities were. And for eight, for six weeks, 80 calls a day. Um, and guess what? At the end of that, there's 2,400 attempts and I booked zero appointments. And the reason that I stuck it out is because I gave myself eight weeks. <laughs> so I had two weeks to go. <laughs> My boss is like coming down the hallway. He's like, yo, man, you really suck at this sales stuff. You better figure this out. Or like, what do you, I'm going to fire you. So I run home, freaked out, call my dad. What do I do? He says, go to the library, Sean, read a book. Nice. Picked up a Tom Hopkins, how to master the art of selling stuff book. And I started reading through it. And I got to this place where I remember this little line in that book. And I was like, Ooh, that's different. Never heard this before. It was at that moment I realized there is actually a system behind selling. There is a science that every single sales conversation should have a structure that you design. And I was like, a light bulb went off in my head. I was, man, I'm going to try this. So I go back on Monday, I pick up the phone, make that first call. Next thing that happens, I get to the place where I'm supposed to say that line. And I froze. The hair stands up on my neck, in the back of my neck, the sweat beads start coming down my face. And I'm like, I tried to say this line and I butchered it. Totally messed it up. But the guy on the other end said, yes. He said, come on over Tuesday at nine. And that moment defined what I want to do for the rest of my days. Because all of that frustration that had been up in my body for the last six weeks, the anger, the just annoyance of not being able to book an appointment suddenly flushed out. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and I was so freaking excited. I got, I tried to curb my excitement on the phone. I hung up. I was like dancing around my office. And my boss comes around. He goes, man, did you make a deal? And I was like, no, but I, I booked an appointment. And I was so <laughs> And you know, my boss is like, oh, ridiculous. And he just walked, but I, it was new for me. And uh, yeah, at that moment, I thought, man, I just what experienced what I just experienced. I want to experience that every day, every week, every month for the rest of my life, because I just, it brought me so much joy internally. Oh my gosh. There's so much in my mind right now. The first thing I want to do is go back just a little bit where you're, you were talking about this what if. So a lot of people who listen to this podcast are people who are in that what if moment right now, mm. but that what if isn't... Um, what if, you know, this athletic thing fails? It's like, what if I have to live my life like this for the rest of my life? Like that, that place that I know you and I have both been mm -hmm. where you've put, like, you've put your head down, you've done what you think you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. um, my, my question for you is how do you, how do you channel the willingness to try new things 
while also not jumping from thing to thing to thing. Because I think that's what keeps people stuck for so long is they don't want to feel like they're bouncing from place to place. They want to give themselves the time to figure something out. Mm -hmm. And then by the time they do, they've invested so much time, effort, and energy in it that it's not what they thought it was and they can't walk away. So mm -hmm. I know this is a really like convoluted, horribly phrased question, but hopefully you can understand my English enough to give my listeners something that they're like, Jesus, Amber, quit talking. <laughs> uh, no, don't ever quit talking because you're so <laughs> freaking good at what you do. Always keep talking. But the simple answer is um, everybody has this ability to turn off or on switches in their brain. And so that's really valuable to remember for just one second, because the next thing I'm going to tell you will probably change your life. It's pretty profound, but it's also extremely simple. What you do or what I was taught by one of my coaches, again, why coaches are so valuable and so important in my life and should be in everybody's life. He said this to me. He said, Sean, commit for 18 months, 100% all in and turn off the switch. What if? Only at the end of 18 months do you get to turn that switch back on and say, is this something that brings me joy? If the answer is no, move away from that. If the answer is yes, commit. Go all in for as long as you can go. That's, That's such amazing advice. And, you know, I think it's so important to be able to step back and check yourself and say, hey, is this what I still want? But... You know, you talked previously in your story about having this eight weeks that you had committed. It would have been really easy for you if you hadn't committed to that eight weeks to be like, man, this freaking sucks. Like, why would anybody ever do this? I was there. I mean, I was, I was like, I bet I told myself I'm going to give this thing eight weeks. That's two months. If I can't at least create some sort of a result in eight weeks, I really suck. So <laughs> I thought that was a, a mediocre timeline that I could just commit to. But I think that's really the people get in their head too much and I call it head trash. And so remember to take the trash out of your head once a week. Like that's, it's like the trash man comes to your house. Like, just remember when you hear the truck, like, oh, I'm an extra, like, think about where's the trash in your head and how can you take that out once a week? Right. And so it's just, it's one of those things, like a simple rule to live by is if you want to try something new or you're going down a path right now, like fully commit, go all in hundred percent, as far as you can go, as fast as you can go for 18 months. 18 months is the right amount of time. And I say that because I've seen over the years of all my coaches that I've ever had and hired and, and worked with and under, um, that seems to be that just that right window. Two years, a little bit too long and 12 months is too short, but that, right at that 18 month zone seems to be that number. And so typically when I started a new endeavor, my total, total career, it was here's the start date, here's 18 months evaluation date. And I give myself an own evaluation of, and it's very simple. It's like, do I enjoy what I'm doing? Does it fill me up with energy? Can I get out of bed and tap dance to work every single day? If the answer is yes, guess what? I'm in the right place and it fills me up with joy. And what's cool about that is it gives you the opportunity to design your life. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk to the people out there who heard what you just said about being able to tap dance your way to work every day and think, man, that's not what work's supposed to be, right? Because how many times have we talked to people when you talk about like, I'm not fulfilled at we, at work. Well, what does that have to do with work, right? Like you're not mm -hmm. supposed to be. And I feel like we're shifting into this place where you absolutely are supposed to be fulfilled at work. 
you, I know from your story, you went through this time where you were just so dedicated to what you were doing and you had to make that choice, right? Of like, is this what I still want to do or am I going to shift? What was that like for you? Yeah, I mean, um, there, there's been several pivotal, pivotal moments in, in my career where, where, where I've gotten there. And um, sometimes I've had to make the really hard decision to switch. And sometimes I didn't. But I think the, what it all comes back down to is very simple. When you become an entrepreneur, you're stepping in the direction of running your own business as a solopreneur, small business owner, whatever you want to call it. When you go in that direction, the reason, what is the true, why is the reason that you decided to go that way, right? And most of the time, I'd say 95% of the time, the answer is to create a lifestyle that's different from the nine to five. And then this key word is create a lifestyle. And so if we think about creating a lifestyle or designing your future, your life, right? Everybody that goes into business says, that's the lifestyle that I want. I want to work X amount of time. I want to travel. I want to do this. I want to spend time like whatever, whatever the thing is that needs to become the main core of the reason or whatever you're doing. And then the business behind it is supposed to fuel that life, not the other way around. See, most people these days are like, work your tail off effort, like Gary V hustle your face off. Like, I don't believe in that. And the reason I simply don't is because it's unharmonized. And I say the word harmonized, not balanced because 5149 is considered unbalanced, but harmony is a different thing. Yeah. And so, right. You know what I'm saying? And so you can be unharmonized for a season or a weekend or a week, but you should always harmonize yourself and, and bring it back to that place where you need to be. So what I'm saying is the majority of people live in that work your face off, hustle your butt off kind of mentality. They say, I'm just going to work. And then they sacrifice all of their relationships and then they piss off their entire family. And then they don't even have time to travel because they can't miss that next call. Yeah. Well, what are you doing it in the first place for? This is why people get miserable. No, like you need to set parameters and boundaries. And that's the other big thing that I learned recently from one of my coaches that pulled me out of burnout alley because burnout alley effing sucks. Yes, it does. It does. And you don't realize you're there until you are so far down burnout alley. And what normally happens in your example is people try to overcorrect, right? Now their family is so pissed off at them. So they're going to pay attention to their family for a little bit. They're going to repair that, but because they haven't maintained that harmony, now their business tanks. And so, you know, I, you're speaking my language, man. I completely agree with the harmony. I don't use the word balanced at all. Um, because like when when I think of balanced, my attorney brain kicks in and I think of like the scales, right? And mm -hmm. so I have these two scales and I have all of this stuff that relates to my business over here and all of this stuff that relates to my life over here. And it's not balanced, but I don't know what the hell is wrong because I just put like seven things in one bucket, right? Mm -hmm. So I love the harmony, the harmony analogy. I think that's amazing. Yeah. For sure. And, and that's just it. When you find harmony and people always ask Sean, like, what does it mean? What is, what is, what is, what is it all about? And it's about finding joy because when something brings you joy and time ceases to exist and when time ceases to exist, you're in what they call the flow state. When you're in the flow state, you're in the place you're supposed to be. And so if you haven't experienced that yet, that's what you should be excited to experience because it's amazing. And then that brings fulfillment. 
Yeah, everyone's absolutely. like, oh, what's the thing I should do for the rest of my, well, what makes you happy? What fills you up with joy? Like focus there first, because then there always will be fulfillment in your life. Yeah, absolutely. So I had a really interesting conversation with somebody that changed the way I think of the word why and starting with your why and that whole idea. And I'm interested in your perspective um, because so many people say start with why, right? Mm -hmm. And you even right now just said, why are you in this? Um, why are you in this profession? Why are you starting this business? Um, and so many people use that why to communicate to their clients. How do you reconcile the why you're starting it with the why your product is valuable and keep those two things the same? Because if you talk to your target market and starting with your why is, well, I want to have a great life, your target market is going to be like, I don't really care about your life. What can your product do for me? So right. how do you reconcile your why with the why of your product? Do you have any tools or tips for somebody that might want to work on that? Yeah, of course. And um, I see a lot of solo producers will get into business and I, I've been lucky enough by my coaches to be navigated through this. Again, there's this re recurring theme of coach. If you don't have one, get one. You should go talk to Amber because she's amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, of course. Is, but but the, the thought is, is that look for problems. Look for problems in the marketplace. And, and because most entrepreneurs, solopreneurs will start with, hey, I'm going to go build this widget and then I'm going to go try to sell the widget. And that's what traditional schooling teaches you. Unfortunately, you're not going to sell very many widgets or you're going to struggle and suffer for a long time. And this is why people start to hate the idea of entrepreneurship. But true entrepreneurs, what they do is they search for a problem in the industry and then they get really creative on how they could solve that problem. And that creates an offer. And then that offer now can solve a problem and create the result. So the question is not really why, but what does the result create that you can create for others? And then you focus on, look, are you trying to create that result? Do you struggle with this problem? And now it generates a conversation around them and their business and how they can get to that result. And again, that's my sales brain turning on, but that's the truth when it comes down to it, because you can close any size deal. I used to close million dollar deals. I used to close $50 million deals. And the secret is, is when you understand the result that they want to get, and you can deeply express the problem that they're facing and you can actually vocalize it better than they can vocalize the problem themselves, they will immediately think you have the answer and they will give you money. And that's the idea. Right? Yeah, I, so, I love that. Thank you for that. Thank sure. you for that. And I think that one of the most powerful things, and this is what so many people struggle with, is you have to step out of what you think the results are going to be and step into what your client needs the results to be, right? Like, you know, we, we try to support people in our model of the world and we have to be able to step out and say, okay, what, what is this result going to be for you? And how do I communicate that? Because we know it, we have to show it to them, which I think is that big step that's missed which is so much of what you talk about. I've been waiting so long, like th this entire interview, I've been like, when can I mention it? When can I mention it? So your um, Ascension selling method, which mm -hmm. by the way, I'm in love with, um, what is it? And well, let's start with what is it and where people can find it. And then we'll go into what it is. Yeah, the fastest way to get your hands on it is to join our Facebook group. So just go on Facebook and search groups and look for Sales Ascenders Inner Circle and get yourself an invite into the group. 
right? Um, I drop daily uh, sales tips in there. We have a YouTube channel that's banging. It's all free stuff. Um, and anybody that comes into our world, we actually facilitate an interview with them. We want to know what they're, they're all about and, you know, like make sure that there's nothing we can do to serve them, but it is a passion project. So there's no like salesy stuff that comes with that. It's just a connection, right? So, yeah, so you can get more of it at our group. I'm sure Amber, you mentioned the link will be somewhere around this video, or as you're listening somewhere around here. Um, and uh, the, the Ascension Method is a, uh, <laughs> it's a combination of 20 plus years of my sales experience, sales journey, sales education, sales training, whatever you want to call it. So um, after I figured out, if we go back into my story just for a second, when I was reading that Tom Hopkins book and I had that experience booking the call, well, what happened next? I was able to use that little system and I started getting into the sales conversation. And then I sucked at the sales conversation. So it was like a step-by-step -step growth move for me. And as I learned, I was like, man, if there's a science behind getting into an appointment, there must be a science behind a sales methodology. And I opened my eyes and I started looking and I found like 30 or 40 different selling systems. So I bought them all, right? I spent a boatload of money on learning everything, like as much immersion as I could get into the space. And I pulled out all these key elements from closing deals and that boiled down to what is now the sales ascension method. It's a seven step method and it focuses on three main specific things to close deals. The, the, the steps go in order for number one is bonding and connecting with somebody. You've got to have a match and, 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 and connect with them. The second one is what we call setting the rules of the game. Sales is a game, right? You got to have an agenda for every game that you play. And if a sales conversation is a game, you better set an agenda. The third one, the first big piece that's the most important is understanding if your prospect has the problem that you solve. Yes or no? Okay. We call it pain. We, we show you how to get it. There's actually five types of pain that you can find in a sales conversation. There's a lot in there. But if you can understand that they have the problem you solve, you're on the right track. The next step is understanding the budget. And budget means a lot more than just time. It's time, energy, money, blood, sweat, and tears. Like, can they actually afford you as a whole unit rather than just the amount that you're asking for? And then the third step, which is again, the third most important. So finding the pain, understanding their budget, and then understanding their buying process. If you know how someone makes a decision, you now have the keys to the kingdom. If you understand that you can solve their problem and they can actually afford it, guess what? There's no deal that won't close for you 100%. And so those are the steps. And then after that, we just have a quick close and fulfillment step and then a clear future step. Those are all seven of the steps, but the most important is understanding, does your prospect have the pain or the problem that you solve? Yeah, that's, that's super, super important. And there's so many people out there and I am, I, I want to say was, but I'm not so sure that it's actually past tense yet. So like sometimes I am, and sometimes I was I'm a type of person that thinks sales and thinks of the guy on a car lot with the big Texas hat on. And like, he's just waiting for you to come step on the lot so that he can take all of your money and give you a car that's not worth anything. Right. And, mm -hmm. and we talk about cold calling and, you know, unfortunately, or, or fortunately, or maybe it's just the way it is. It's part of sales. It's part of that contact. You have to meet people in order to expand your network, right? We're in a time in social media right now where 
everybody's opinions are available at the type of a keystroke. And so there's that person out there who's learning sales that does something. And then right when they do it, all of a sudden they see somebody's Facebook post. Oh my gosh, I hate when people do this. And they're like, oh my God, are they talking about me? Right? I hate when people do this. So how do in this day and age, people focus on the steps, get rid of outside opinions and just know that like they're doing what they need to do. Yeah. So I think I'm going to bring that one back to find the person that's done what you're trying to do and ask them to show you how to do it, which means find a coach that's achieved the results you want. And um, then once you found a coach, notice I said a coach, right? Don't ever go into that place where you just buy everything, consume it all, and then do nothing. That sucks. You're never going to win with that mentality. Rather, find one person that's gotten the results that you want and ask how to implement that into your own life so you can achieve the results that they have. You might not achieve the results they actually got, but you're going to get darn close, right? They say something like aim for the stars, you'll probably hit the moon, right? That's a pretty cool thing, right? So- yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for all of you listening who, when I, when I described that, you're like, oh my gosh, that's me. Um, I want to share that like Sean and I connected because you reached out to me. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember sharing with you, like, this is when, when you reached out to me, I was done. I was done with people reaching out to me on social media. I was done with requests for Facebook groups. I was like, I'm not joining shit. And then you were like, but this is what it is. And I'm like, okay, that's really cool. But I just said I wasn't joining anything else. So how do I do this? Um, and, and I went through this whole process and I did the call with you and we had such an amazing time. And I remember thinking this is the least slimy I have ever felt (laughs) after any type of sales interaction. Right. Um, and I think that's all what we all strive for is we have a product or service that we know is valuable. And in order for us to get that in the hands of the people who need it, we have to get through that initial block, which especially when you're dealing with social media is so much higher now because you're getting, you know, 1500 messages that are all about, Hey, buy my stuff. So, you know, I point this out because anybody who's listening, who resonates with what I said needs to check on your Facebook group because it's fantastic. So that's the sales ascenders group. And we're going to put that comment in the bottom. Um, You have built an amazing software to help people with this. What's that software about? Let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. The software manages the mess in messenger. That's probably the fastest and easy way to put it. Um, if you could imagine being able to manage all of your social media messaging in one place, I'm talking about like Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn messaging, um, all the other ones to come very shortly after that. Anything that's got a messaging platform inside of the social platform, um, our software actually is already working with it. And what it is, is a, a, a sequence or it's not a sequence, but it's rather a tool that allows you to um process conversation in a very logical and simple way that will allow you to have 100% clarity on where each of your opportunities are inside of a, a like a sequence. And so you'll know like, oh, do I send this person this message? Or do I connect with this person now? Or like, how do I like manage all of this stuff? And so it's a tool. Um, if you could think of like a conveyor belt of awesomeness, 
And on the front of the conveyor belt, there's a filter. And the only people that get through the filter are the right people for your opportunity. And then they just are sequenced in a sequential way, one step at a time with a message that's generally an easy, nice conversational piece that you can just ask people. And what's great about the tool is it gives you the power or the ability to not ever have to go into the tech world. You don't have to have a funnel. You don't have to have um, this million, everyone says webinar, do a virtual event or this or that. And no, you don't need all of that stuff. That's a great and, and it should be included in your projects eventually. But the secret is, is having conversation is what closes deals more than anything else. Yeah, and so absolutely. if you can- yeah. And if you can just start at that place where you can have the easy conversation to close the deal, then you can start building on because you're going to learn the language that you need to put into that webinar. You're going to understand the copy that you need to write on that sales page or that funnel. And you'll get it from your prospects because your prospects, the ones that share the credit card with you are the ones should be telling you whether or not your program or package or offer is working. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? I It's really interesting because I've dug into the software and I have not used it to its full potential um, and I still love it. Um, and, and what it does from like a consumer's perspective that's so amazing is it takes that inbox that's overloaded with everything and completely disorganized and it gives you a way to organize it. So instead of having a spreadsheet that's like, Hey, okay, I've sent this person, this message, I'm going to send this person, this message, like it's all there and it's all integrated and it's, you know, all of the efficiency of a bot with human drivers so that you don't get that, that bot Dink is the only yeah, thing we, I can we, think of. I mean, like, I mean, and like, be real with yourself. I mean, ask this question if you're listening to this Have you ever purchased anything from a bot? And most of the time, I'd say 95% or more is going to be no. I've never purchased from a bot. And in fact, it's taken me the same Facebook ad like 30 times before I clicked through and went through that. Right. And so there's this thing where you can run paid ads and spend some money on it, but then you got to learn the language of ads. So that's hard right? Especially if you're just getting started. Whereas why can't you just have a conversation with somebody and see if they have the problem that you actually solve? Because that's going to give you that language to set up the ads then to set up all the other stuff, which is great. So, um, and I think that's the secret. And what you said is totally true, right? It just, it, it takes that feeling out of the whole entire system and it allows you to, to just clean up and manage all of your messages in a way that's, that's truly just impactful. And it makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. I absolutely love it. And I think to answer your question of why we can't have the conversation, because then we might get told no, right? Like we, for so long, people think, okay, I'm going to sell my product, but I'm not actually going to ask anybody for anything because they might tell me no. So how do we get over that hurdle? So um, what is for the, because a lot of people who listen to this are new entrepreneurs. What is your biggest tip of advice for somebody to get used to hearing the word no? Yeah. Um, reframe your mindset. So when you go into a sales conversation, you need to be the one that's disqualifying and saying no to them. Because I like this that. totally changes the whole per dynamic of your conversation. If you start a sales conversation saying this person's a hundred percent dead on the most perfect fit ringer person. And it's my job throughout this conversation to see where the, the kinks in the armor are, so to speak, so that they don't fit into my product, then it becomes fun. 
then the conversation does not feel salesy or commission breathy or any of those, you know, terms that, that, that you've heard, but rather it's like, no, look, I, I'm really good at this. I solve this for all my clients. I don't even know if you have the problem. Can I ask you a few questions? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that, you know, along that mindset piece, you have to really care, right? Like if you don't sure. actually want to get to know this person, they're going to see through that in a heartbeat. So like that intention is so important. Yeah. And it's always just about designing the conversation so that you're going to win the majority of the time. See, there's always, um, there's, there's, there's a lot of people go in saying, I'm just going to share all my stuff. And then they throw up when they show up or they're verbally diarrheaing all over their prospects. And nobody wants, look, People hate to be sold, but they love to buy, period. Yes. Right? And, and, and this is why what's so, what's so, it's what I love about sales and I love about communications is that if you can effectively convey your message in a way where someone says, man, I want to buy that, it's, it's the greatest feeling of all times. Yeah, and absolutely. So that's why I'm, 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 I'm sold into communication. And we all know that seven to 12, we've heard this a million times, seven to 12 touch points will drop the barriers of no like and trust and allow somebody to jump over the action threshold, which is when they pull out their wallet and swipe a card. That's awesome. So that's yeah. why we designed our software. Again, going back to that just for a second is like we designed our software from a sales perspective um, to have that seven to 12, 20, 30 touch points um, in any place in a conversation. And what's crazy is there are a few apps and other things out there, programs that start conversations but then you're just back to the spreadsheet or however you're managing it before. That's why our tool is different and it actually serves a really great purpose, gives you clarity and, and, and just the ability to sleep at night. I love it. I love it. So if people want to know more about the software, if they want to know more about you, if they want to know more about the Ascension Selling Method, it's the Sales Ascenders Facebook group. Anywhere else that is the best place to find you? Uh, you can send me a personal message on Facebook. That's another great way to do it. And it's just uh, facebook.com forward slash S Malone 28. And that'll be in the show notes too for everybody. Yeah, just the group is great too. It's easy. We have a obviously a bulletproof system. They call us the nurture kings for a reason because we nurture every single person that we meet. So we actually enjoy it. And there are a lot of people that say that, but very few do. I absolutely love your group. So thank you. Um, so let's go ahead and switch gears just a little bit. This is the More Than Corporate podcast. We talk about defining your idea of success. We talk about designing the life you've always wanted. So for you, what does success actually mean to you? Really quickly, this episode is brought to you by Success Development Solutions and the Design Your Life Mastermind. Are you someone who is a serial accomplisher? Let me explain what I mean by that. Are you searching for that next thing that you need to accomplish to find the happiness, fulfillment, or success you've been missing? You keep thinking, I'll be happy when. Believe me, I've said those words and I know your pain. I used to chase success like it was a pot of gold at the end of some accomplishment rainbow. And just like that pot of gold, the closer I got, the further away it seemed. Because it's an illusion. It doesn't exist. If somebody was to ask you what does success mean to you and you can't answer that question, then the Design Your Life Mastermind is for you. Head over to designyourlife.successdevelopmentsolutions.com to schedule a call with me and see if we're a good fit to work together. The sooner you do, the sooner you can start living the life you've always wanted instead of chasing an illusion that you'll never obtain. 
Yeah. So success to me means um, happiness, joy, and fulfillment uh, is, is the easy and simple way to answer that question. And going on to do things the majority of your day, because you never know if you're going to get tomorrow, you get today to be present. That's why it's so important to stay present all the time and doing things that are, you know, like 80%, my, my calculator is if I'm doing something 80% of my day that fills me up with joy and happiness, I have fulfillment and I have success. And I do it day by day. I don't want to do it any different than that because I don't know if I'm going to, hopefully I'll show up tomorrow. Hopefully I'll show up in two, five, 10, 15, 20 years from now. And I have a really long and healthy life. And that's the mindset that I have. But success simply means being able to do things that bring you joy and happiness 80% of every day that you live. I love that definition. And I'm so sorry. My dog has decided that now is the time to play with everything. So if you can hear her in the background, just know that this is what happens when you record a podcast with a one-year-old German shepherd. So um, let's, so let's dig into that a little bit deeper. So I um, mentioned earlier that I think that you design your life. You build this blueprint with this idea of success in mind. Practically, what are some of, or one of the tools that you use to really intentionally create the life that you want to have? What's a practical piece of advice for someone? Sure. Um, first one I would say is health overall, right? Like if you have, if you don't have your health, you can't close deals. You can't build a business. You can't do anything. So, uh, I start in the morning, I get up, I run a morning routine every single morning, right? I started with Hal Elrod's miracle morning. If you haven't read that book, go grab it. So good. Um, and so I, I do follow a lot of those things um, in that book and that, that, that sequence that he has. Um, so I do a body check in the morning. I do a little bit of meditation. I get up. Um, I'll actually skip rope. Um, I do move my body and get myself to sweat a little bit. So I skip rope every morning. Uh, then I'll go back up, take a shower. And I just start thinking about my day, come down and I actually juice. Um, we have a cold press juicer. Uh, amazing, amazing tool, right? So you can eat all the veggies that you need or you just drink them. <laughs> Um, so, so I make a shake for myself and my wife. I write her a love note um, because that's important to me. And uh, then after that, um, I'll sit down and I'll start my day. And uh, from there, um, and I love all that stuff, by the way. So like my morning routine, like people say, oh, I got to do this morning routine. It sucks. It's so hard. Well, then don't do it, right? It's always about what's that thing that brings you happiness, joy, because that creates fulfillment. So for me, my morning routine brings me happiness and joy every single day. So I get off yeah. on the right foot. I'm usually listening to a little bit of uh, motivation. My favorite book right now is The Happy Pocket Full of Money. If you have not read that one, go read it. Happy Pocket Full of Money. Um, so good. And um, I think they have a free one on YouTube you can just listen to or something. But yeah, so so structure, I'd say, is, is key, right? So starting my morning routine, I just shared it with you a little bit about what I do. Um, and then beyond that is like now there's a work block. And then um, the work block is usually filled with stuff that I enjoy. I enjoy sales conversations. I enjoy marketing stuff. I don't like finance. I don't like a lot of the other corporates. I, <laughs> I don't like the word corporate. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so, so again, is, that's why there's the 80%, 20%. It's harmony, right? It's, it's, it's harmonized in my favor. It's a bigger number. It's a principle that everybody knows, the Pareto principle. And so I just decided that's the easy way to look at it. There's going to be 20% of your day that you should close one eye as you're going through it because it kind of hurts and it's not the greatest. But then if there's not 80% of your day that you're bringing joy and happiness into your world, like fix it because you can change it. You can do anything that you want. 
And this all starts with just having somebody that understands this like a coach. Yeah. Yeah. I, the 80, 20 is really important to me because we, we hear 80, 20 in so many different areas. And right now I'm working with a nutritionist because that's the, the one area of my life that I feel like has been untouched in this personal development journey. Um, and the 80, 20 is big there, right? Like be 80% on your plan, give yourself 20% freedom. And I've never heard it said in the way of, you know, we've all got to do things that we don't always like to do. But that shouldn't be the majority of your day. If it is, you need to figure something else out. That's really interesting to me. Yeah. Easy, easy, easy way to live, right? Again, I speak Lamanese. That's my, <laughs> I'm a layman. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, let's do a quick random round before we wrap up and let everybody get to know in the mind of Sean really quick. Um, if you could time travel, where would you go and why? I would like to go to about 500 years in the future. Uh, I would like to see what humans are capable of creating and hopefully not destroying themselves. Uh, so I'm just always fascinated by things that people are creating. I believe creation is one of the biggest meanings of life, right? Like, why are you here? Everyone says, I got to find my purpose. Well, your purpose is already inside you and you want to know what it is. It's the thing that brings you happiness and joy because it creates fulfillment. So it's always, it always goes back to that, right? You already know your purpose. It's the things that bring you happiness and joy inside and create fulfillment for you. That's what your purpose is. And so it could be the things that bring you happiness and joy. And I think creation brings people happiness and joy all the time, right? And so that's why I would say the reason I would like to go 500 years in the future would be, I think it'd be bitching. It'd be cool to see that. Yeah, absolutely. If you could do any profession other than what you're doing now, what do you think would be fun to attempt? I don't know. I'm so in love with being a sales professional and teaching it and coaching it. Um, just communications like that whole thing of communications. I need to probably get better at my NLP skills for sure. But, um, you know, like I just geek out in, in the space of communication. I, I wouldn't want to be anything else. I love that answer so much. And we all need to get better at our NLP skills. I, I feel like no matter how much I learn, I just realized that that's more that I need to learn or more yeah. that I get to learn. Like it's just this whole world of amazing, fantastic stuff um, that we get to explore. So absolutely love that. All right. We talked about some books, How Elrod's Miracle Morning. I absolutely love, and I'm with you on that. It changed my, it changed my life because I would get up and it, it would be fantastic. But um, is there a resource that you would recommend to an entrepreneur that's just getting started in any area, business, personal, what, whatever you use, like, what have you gifted or recommended the most? Uh, so I have so many different recommendations, but one that I think will serve the tribe the best is a book written by Christoph Morrison, Morin, and it's called, um, the, hold on, it'll come to me. Um, I have it right. The persuasion code. Thank you. Ooh. Here it is right here. Oops, sorry. Hit my mic, but it's a white books, the persuasion code by Christoph Morin. Um, and it talks about biases. We all have these different biases in our life. Right. And so there's actually about a hundred, I think there's 197 different biases that humans exist and, and have, but there's only six meta biases, which combine all of them. And so if you understand what these six meta biases are, your messaging will become very crystallized, very clear, very easy to share with your prospects. 
And so I use their filter of six meta biases for any message that comes out of my mouth in terms of any marketing or even sales conversation. I usually run it through the filter of those six meta biases to make sure that it's going to hit my prospect the right way. And they'll internalize the message because when you're able to do that, you win. And yeah, so if you're absolutely. looking to go out on your own and like that, that is an amazing filter, um, 100%. And then of course, all of Russell Brunson stuff, you should get out on. <laughs> I love it. All right. The most important question of the day, because I'm a music nerd and I need recommendations. What is your pump up song? What is it that you turn on when you just need that burst of energy and you can't have a bad day? Man, um, you know, I really enjoy dubstep. I like, uh, yeah, like I'll just pull That's up. not the answer I would have um, expected from you, but I like it. Um, EDM, dubstep, I, I'm a big fan of electronic dance music. Um, that just stuff that fills me with energy and joy. Yeah. Have you sure. been out to EDC before? Yeah, we went one time. That is a whole festival of itself that is worth <laughs> the experience. But uh, yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, that, yeah, I've been there. It's insane. I just enjoy the... Yeah, it's kind of like easy listening, but it still fills you up with like, I want to dance, I want to move. Like that's kind of the energy that I need, yeah. I love it. Sean, thank you so much for coming on the show with me. I feel like I could talk with you forever. And unfortunately we don't have forever um, on this show, but I want to thank you for your time and for your just humanistic, amazing, authentic approach to sales. I think that it's refreshing. And if anybody has not experienced that they need to reach out to you like immediately. Those words mean more than you know to me, Amber, especially coming from you because of how you stand and what you've accomplished in your life. I mean, geez, they're like, take my hat off to the amazingness that you've put together and over the course of what you're doing. And, you know, the design your life mastermind, I know the transformations that you're giving people are just like mind blowing beyond and then some and like really truly helping people create the lifestyle that they want and then giving them the tools and the guideposts and the way to go get it. Like what you've put in your program is flawless. Just keep pushing it. And I just can't wait for more people, more people, more people to see you help them all. Oh, thank you so much, Sean. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the More Than Corporate Podcast. If anything that was said during this episode resonated with you or provided value in any way, it would mean the world to me if you would head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for the More Than Corporate Podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to do that. I'm really looking forward to connecting with you. If you'd also like to connect, I've created a Facebook group that is full of amazing people who also make it their mission to live their best life every single day. If that sounds like something that you're interested in the name of that facebook group is success center head over there request to join and i look forward to connecting with you soon